0: Alright everyone, welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Happy Wednesday, Camel Day, halfway through the week for a lot of us working folks here in the West. It has been a very strange last 24 hours uh, here in Michigan. We set the record high temperature, state record, uh, across the region. It got to like 74 yesterday, February 27th. And I woke up in the middle of the night to tornado sirens because of that warm weather and in this cool atmosphere that we find ourselves in only to have snow and wind chill factor now negative or right around nine degrees uh, at the moment so that's all within 24 hours that's kind of strange Uh, it is snowing now um, all in February what a way to start 2024 and of course for those of us you know, being honest, it's an election year. So might as well just t- take all the weird stuff out of here. It's not COVID. Okay. It's not COVID. I uh, remember, uh, four years ago in this position, what a different time we lived in. Oh my goodness. And that's kind of what I want to talk about. Um, you know, since the pandemic, um, you know, business-wise and where I work, where I work as a purchasing manager in this manufacturing firm, it's just been a weird time, you know, dealing with vendors, dealing with, uh, supply chain still like there are different paradigms that we've had to get used to different expectations um you know amazon's one of the few that is still delivering things you know at a good rate as far as shipping but you know, minimums across the board wherever you're shopping go up to get free shipping, and then shipping. Uh, you know, if they have it in stock, might take three days to ship because they don't have workers, and then once it ships, it's you know ground and the, and the transit times have changed, and so what was two days is now five days, and lead factory now from from click to doorstep, which usually took three days, is now like ten. And that's just a consumer expectation. Like I'm not complaining that that's all a bad thing. I mean, here in the West, we're spoiled, but it's just one of those things that we deal with. You know, Um, whether it's your favorite brand or different brands at a grocery store, things being out constantly, never being replenished. Um, Obviously, costs going up across the board to support wage increases in some cases. There's just been a overall like mood change and shift, and I have been privileged to. Be around my work family, and they're amazing. My church family is even tenfold more amazing, and then my actual family, a tenfold beyond that. And I'm not around a lot of downtroddenness. When I deal with people of the world, not in my immediate circles because I keep my immediate circle really, like I like we talk like maybe inner circle. I vet that like crazy. I don't let just anyone into that inner inner circle. So I can't relate to what I see and what I'm feeling as far as a mood, but I'm just curious because tonight I want to talk about maybe where I think our country is at, at the moment. It is a portion of the Pilgrim's Progress. It's right after Christian, who is given the good news of the gospel, he decides to turn from his ways and head off until the celestial city uh, on the path toward salvation. And he immediately encounters and falls into a pit called the slough of despond. So slough or like swamp, despond, so despondence, uh, you know, sorrow, downtroddenness, uh, feeling maybe of hopelessness, despair. So he falls into the swamp of despair. So when you hear slough of despond, uh, that swamp of despair and this is kind of like despondence is truly what I have felt you know, from, from other people. Like If you're a people person, you hear people talk, you, you get to know who they are, and that's you just get a mood, a feeling of like, are we ever going to be able to kind of move beyond our present circumstances? Um, so what ends up happening is that he is bogged down in this mire, and he's trying to find his way out. Well, guess what happens? Let's read from that story. With this, he, meaning Christian, struggled desperately and finally climbed out of the mire on the side of the bog nearest to his house. Once out, he didn't even turn to help Christian. This is this is a, a person who was with Christian, who was in the muck with him. I apologize. In fact, he didn't even say goodbye. Instead, he walked away covered in filth and headed straight toward his house, So he started on the way with Christian in a way. His name was Pliable, but because he's easily pliable or moved, he encountered some difficulty and then returned home. So he started down the faith journey and then was like, nah, this is too hard. And he leaves Christian by himself, struggling. So Christian never saw him again, so he was left to tumble in the slough of Despond alone. But Christian struggled through the muck little by little toward the side of the bog farthest from his house, the side next to the wicket gate. He finally reached that side, but he couldn't get out because of the burden he carried on his back. But in my dream, a man came to him whose name was Help. What are you doing here? Help asked Christian. Sir, I was encouraged to go this way by a man called Evangelist. Christian pointed a muddy finger toward the wicket gate. He directed me toward that gate over there so I might escape the wrath to come, and as I headed toward it, I fell in here. He flicked mud from his fingertips into the mire. But why didn't you look for the steps? Help asked. We were talking, and I never thought to look for stairs. Help reached out toward Christian, then give me your hand. Christian reached out and grabbed his hand, and help pulled him out of the mucky mire. He quotes Psalm 40, verse 2. This is the... Uh, referenced version where he has all the scripture references actually written out and it says he brought me up also out of the pit of hopelessness out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and straightened my steps so christian reached out and grabbed his hand and help and help pulled him out of the mucky mire and set him upon solid ground now go on your way in my dream, the author's dream, I step toward the man who plucked Christian out of the slough and asked, Sir, why isn't this hazard fixed so poor travelers can cross it safely, since it is on the way from the city of destruction to the gate over there? This miry slough is a place that can't be repaired. It is a low-lying place where the scum and filth that come with the conviction of sin drain and collect as the traveling sinner become, uh, becomes aware of his lost condition. It is the fear, doubts, and discouraging apprehensions about oneself that arise in his soul. Hmm. Hmm. The king is not happy that this place remains so bad. Based on the direction offered by his majesty's surveyors, his workers have also tended to this patch of ground for more than 2,000 years to see if it could possibly be fixed. Sadness filled helps eyes. To my knowledge, at least 20,000 cartloads have been swallowed up by this mire. Cartloads of millions of wholesome instructions have been delivered at all seasons from all around the king's dominions. It is said that these instructions are made of the best materials in order to create good, solid ground in this place, if it could be fixed. But this is the slough of Despond, and it will remain so even after they have done all they can. Hmm. By the direction of the lawgiver, there are certain good and substantial steps placed through, through the very midst of this bog to offer a sure way. But this place spews out so much filth and changes with the weather, so these steps are hardly seen. And often when men find the steps, they grow dizzy from their own guilt, and their feet miss the steps, and they become covered and stained with mud. But the steps are there, and the ground is good once they get in at the gate. So what is the saying here? The, the vivid imagery of basically this swamp of just ilk that's very difficult to, to, it's very difficult to get out of, very easy to fall into. Uh, they they call it, and it's described here, that uh, this slough is a miry place that cannot be repaired. It's a low-lying place where the scum and filth that come with the conviction of sin drain and collect as the traveling sinner becomes aware of his lost condition. So when we're convicted of sin... Think about when, like baptism, if you are really dirty, what falls off of you as you go into the water, your old self, your dirtiness, and what drains, like take that stuff that falls off you and collect that all into like a tarry, miry pit. And when you, when you choose God, there are going to be times in your life where you experience temptation, where you experience uh, highs and lows. Jesus died for our sins, he did not eradicate sin, because to do that, you'd have to eradicate free will. Sin eventually will be destroyed when Jesus comes back, but until then, we are fighting the forces of of, of darkness here on this planet, and it's a choice. It's a choice to do it. Are we looking for the steps that go around the the, the pit of despair, essentially? And this wonderful allegory that's that's been written for us by John Bunyan. I just implore you to pick it up. It's one of the few non bible non biblical books that I encourage people to pick up because it's just an allegory of scripture. And half of the, the pages are just scripture verses. It's a beautiful thing. But I, I really do feel like that's kind of, and I hate to use the word I feel, it's something I believe, but I, but I do feel it with my emotions. It's just like a general mood of despair that I do sense in this country. And as us Christians, we, we fall into that. We have moments in our lives and you know, patterns or seasons where we're just not feeling that great. We're not that motivated. We're, we're a little sluggish. Like for sure, that, that happens. I, I totally get that. And that's just part of life, and we can develop compassion and empathy out of those circumstances. So really, what kind of what I'm getting at tonight is try not to fall into that. There are a lot of things going on that will continue to go on that have gone on for ever since the beginning of time. If we can allow ourselves not to be swayed by that, how much more powerful of a testimony can we have as Christians then? And therefore, just something for us to think about. You know, I, I, I love the vivid imagery of Pilgrim's Progress because it really kind of gets to the heart of, of the issue. Like Money, many times, much of the time, we are responsible for our own slough of despond, our own despondence. It is us that are to blame. So if we can acknowledge that it does exist, that we cannot repair it ourselves, that only Christ can do that we therefore can accept help the the hand that is offered to us in mercy and grace and forgiveness can help pull us out of our own slyry mire that is just there it is the dirt that has what we have been washed clean from why are we willing to jump back in and it's like it's like dogs returning to their own vomit or pigs that return back to their own their own mud right that's what scripture talks about let's not be like that maybe there's a higher way to go about things there's just some thoughts uh, thank you again for your followership uh, i have some interviews upcoming but we had to reschedule some but thank you again for your dedication continue to find us wherever you listen to your podcast uh, updates are on our facebook page and wherever and however you may be listening i want to say thank you happy wednesday may god bless you may god keep you